Hey, this is Dave Coriel. Welcome to this episode of Reboot IT. Today, I'm coming at you solo again, and I've got three things on my mind. So hopefully, you'll find them useful as it relates to your 501c's IT strategy, development, and cybersecurity. Welcome to Season 3 of Reboot IT, the technology podcast for associations and nonprofits. You know, IT for the 501c. And now let's hand it over to your host, Delcor President Dave Coriel. So like I said in the intro, I've got three things on my mind. I'm going to go through them pretty quickly, and I hope you have your keyboard or pencil ready if you're going to take notes, and I really hope you find some of this useful. I mean, that's the whole point of this 501c IT stuff podcast, right, is to give you useful things to think about and things you can act on. So the first topic is a follow-up from my last podcast, which was around IT strategy, and that was a result of an IT strategic plan post that was the original post from uh, Mary Brummett on on Collaborate. And everyone in the community, not everyone, a good number of people jumped in on that post saying, hey, this is a topic I'd like to discuss, and this is a topic I'd like to share my templates for, and so on. So John Schroeder from the American Association of Neurological Surgeons uh, put together a Zoom call, of which there were probably about 30 of us on, and it thought, I thought it was a great example of how Collaborate can go from a discussion uh, through an email thread to a real-time discussion where association execs are helping each other out with an issue that they're all facing and coming at it from different organizations, cultures, perspectives, budgets, resources, uh, where they are in the maturity process of maturing their IT strategy, et cetera. There will definitely be some follow-up as a result of that that Zoom meeting that was was conducted on May 5th, I think. And you'll see some, some activity, I think, from the... Um, if you're a member of ASA from the the tech council following up who, who had several people present on it to help push some IT strategy related topics into the community. My follow-up is around what I asked a question of what holds you back from your IT strategy getting done. The team or the, the group took quite some time to define what an IT strategy is and talked about how their organization goes about conducting one or creating one. And then there were the majority of participants who don't have an IT strategy. And just a quick recap, IT strategy, IT strategic plan, IT roadmap, IT uh, governance is different, but but some people might call it the IT governance plan. Um, whatever you call it, whatever, in, in my opinion, whatever links your IT programs, right? Your, your services, your resources, your partnerships, your platforms, your processes, whatever links all of those pieces of technology in your organization to the organization's mission, vision, and business objectives. However, you can align your technology in all of its different facets, both the actual technology itself, development of technology within the organization, the development of technology skills, the process by which you implement and launch and adopt technology, all of the pieces have to come together and align what you're trying to accomplish as an organization, your mission, where you're trying to go, your vision, and the business tactics, education, certification, uh, you know, networking, conferences, all the business objectives that you have have to align with your IT to have a truly mature IT strategy. So I did ask the question, what holds you back from having an IT strategy? And the two biggest answers were, I don't have time, right? And I don't know where to start. So 
I understand that. That's a very uh, I can I can understand that perspective of you already had a full time list of things to do, right? And then you have creating an IT strategy on top of that, or maybe updating an existing one, which would be potentially a little easier or potentially harder because sometimes it's harder to fix something that wasn't right the first time than it is to start from scratch, right? So the lack of time issue is really, I, I want to talk about that for a second because I do understand it. But if it's prioritized and you need to have your IT strategy created for the board, for your own organization's good, you know, it's for the good of your own organization, then you need to prioritize it. And one tactic that's been used on me as a leader from uh, one of our our, our business uh, areas, HR in particular, came and said, you know, here's here's how HR is operating currently. We have operational, we have managerial, and we have strategic initiatives within the organization. Here's the list of operational stuff that just has to happen. So in, in their world, things like our insurance renewals or our compliance. In the IT world, it might be patches and patch management, uh, equipment rollout, um, you know, things that have to happen in order for, you know, creating and deleting accounts for onboarding and offboarding team members. There are operational aspects to IT that just have to happen. We can't let those fall through the cracks or stop happening. There's managerial aspects to it. Uh, what we're doing in terms of how we're managing and, and developing our IT staff or our technology-related skills throughout the organization. There's our contract management, our partnership management, et cetera, that has to happen. And if we miss some of it, it's not the same as if we miss operational stuff, but it certainly damages IT's value within the organization. And then there's strategic stuff I'm doing as an IT leader, F developing an IT strategic plan, finding strategic partnerships with other organizations that will help lead us in terms of our mission, vision, and business objectives. And those are the elements that often fall off the plate, and that might be why you don't have time to create an IT strategic plan. So the tactic that was successful on me was for someone to show me, these are the operational things, these are the managerial things, and they were all in separate columns with rough levels of effort in terms of shirt sizing, as we call it, right? Small, medium, large, extra large, double XL, of how much time that takes up of the team's day, week, month, year. And then the strategic piece also of things that we're just not getting to. And the question is asked, how do you want me to prioritize so I can get to some of these strategic things? Or what resources can we add so we can get to some of these strategic things? So I'm just sharing that as a as a tactic to deal with the lack of time if part of part of your challenge is having the organization understand why lack of time is a reason not an excuse for not being able to develop the IT strategic plan. The other piece that came up was not really knowing where to start. So I understand that as well, because when we think strategic plans, right, for the organization, that, that's a big deal, right? We have consultants involved. Most organizations have consultants involved when they create, revise, revisit, um, update their, their overall organization-wide strategic plan. Not knowing where to start comes from, well, I don't do this all day, every day. 
this isn't something that that I create as opposed that I create on a weekly or monthly basis. So how do I get this started? And what does it look like when it's done? I think we're all wrapped up in that lack of experience piece of creating IT plans, IT strategic plans, roadmaps, et cetera. So really taking into account the resources you have, and, and it includes consultants like like us and others out there who are developing these plans on, on a constant basis for organizations, but also it includes your peers, like we saw on that Zoom meeting, as well as on Collaborate. We, we also know that you can search on a search engine for IT strategic plans and look for examples and templates. Uh, And that's where I I want to pause for a second and say, just be careful with with templates. Be careful with examples that you don't, and I said this in the last podcast, be careful that you don't just take a template and edit it for your organization. Take a template and take it apart and figure out which parts of the template work for you and then develop, obviously, develop your own content for any pieces. Because as I've said before, it's not the plan, it's not the artifact that has the greatest amount of value to the organization. It's all the conversations you went through to get there. It's all the buy-in that you got during discussions. It's the understanding of ownership of different pieces of the plan and accountability for outcomes and outputs from the plan. It's the links that the organization makes between its mission and vision and business objectives and what IT is doing. It raises your value as the IT leader or IT team for the organization, for the board, for volunteer leadership to see the link between what you're doing and what the organization is accomplishing. And that's really why when when you talk about taking a template and using it, it just scares me a little bit. One option is to also look for look at templates as frameworks or look for an IT strategic plan framework that isn't as uh, prescriptive of, of, of what your exact IT, ideal IT strategic plan needs to be. Because not knowing where to start often means not knowing where to end, right? Not knowing what this is going to look like once it's done. Because if you know where to start, if you know what it looks like when it's done, you'll know where to start to get it there. Mileage varies. Some organizations, the IT plan might be four pages. Others, it might be 40. What's right for your organization's culture is a really big part of developing a plan that's going to be adopted, communicated, and work for your organization. So as you're developing it, your role is to own the process and to be accountable and or responsible for the process happening. But your role isn't the only role in this process of IT strategic planning. You should go to your leadership team or your leader, leaders, and talk about why the organization needs an IT strategic plan and get their input. And be the be the why person when somebody says that they need an IT strategic plan for the board meeting, ask why do we need it for the board meeting? And really go those three levels of why deep to find out what the real value and the real measure of success will be for developing that plan. I've recommended before writing a purpose statement for the IT strategic plan so that you can really understand the scope of the plan and understand when you've varied or gone outside the scope of it and you're getting into either managerial things or other pieces 
of IT-related topics that don't really deal with the IT strategy. The other components, so I've talked about your role as the IT leader. I've talked to you, CEOs, executive director, chief staff officer, whatever the leadership role is in within your organization, whatever it's called. I've talked to you and said your, your goal is to really make sure you support and that you participate in, in defining why you're developing this plan and what success will look like and why you need it. The other main contributor to this plan has to be the other business leaders. Again, IT should be seen as a business unit, as part of the organization's strategy, right? As opposed to a support part of the organization or overhead. But the other, along IT, along with the other business leaders within the organizations, the other business leaders have to be responsible for participating in the plan and sharing their goals. What are their outcomes? What are their outputs? for their business unit. How, if you don't understand that as the IT leader, and if you, the vice president of marketing or director of certifications or EVP of learning, aren't willing to take the time to give IT the time to really understand what you're trying to accomplish and how you measure success, what needles you're trying to move in your industry, what what your goals are, then IT can't possibly align the technology platforms and development and processes and other pieces related to IT with with what your needs are. It's understanding your business requirements. It's understanding what you're trying to accomplish and why. So those are the three, I I said I was going to be brief and I'm I'm sorry if I'm going on about this because I think it's one of those topics that you can get lost in if you don't know where to start, which was one of the things that one of the the items that was identified in that conversation in that Zoom call. So start with the purpose statement, start with what why you're developing the plan with input from leadership, make sure leadership is supporting you with the other business units that you're developing it and why. And then, you know, the old uh, adage, you know, the simplest form, right? Keep it simple. The simplest form of the first iteration, the minimum viable product of your IT strategic plan is moving you from where you are now, which is to not have one or have one that's not aligned, that's not current, to a version that gives the reader, that gives the, the audience of it enough information to understand what technologies, what the IT department or what the IT business units group is doing and why and how it aligns to the business objectives and the mission. So I'll stop there. There's more to come in IT strategy. It, I'm really happy to see it's such a hot topic within the within the uh, community at this point. And I know that all the organizations that participated in that co- that Zoom call are working on their strategies. And I think that's fantastic. Topic number two that's on my mind, professional development. Not an overarching discussion on professional development. I want to talk about a couple of things here, a few things here. One of the things that an, a mature IT, an IT mature organization will have is a link between professional development and technology related skills. It really should be the case that technologies, that the IT department owns what it owns. Right, It should be the case that they own managing the IT-related partners, managing the infrastructure, um, managing the contracts that are, that are IT-dependent or related. 
um, understanding what the project portfolio is and what resource allocation needs to be. These are just some of the things that IT owns, but IT doesn't own everyone's professional IT development. I think that belongs in your human resources area in conjunction and partnering with IT. So in a mature organization, what you'll see is that each position has IT-related skills that are defined and required for that position so that when you hire someone, when you onboard someone for that position because they're the right person, even though they might not have all the exact right skills, skills are teachable, right? But they're the right person for that. You can look at what the skill definitions are. You can look what the knowledge definitions and requirements are, measure the gap between the two, and have a professional development plan for that individual that fills the gap. I believe that it also should be part of your performance management. I think there's been enough conversations in the community where the IT skills required for a particular position aren't being developed. And so things, quote unquote, don't work when in reality, sometimes it's really a opportunity for that position to have some professional development applied to it so that they have a better understanding of how the entire uh, system works together, what their role is, and what they're capable of doing with the right skill set using their IT-related resources. It's, it's a nuance, right? But it is a element of a mature organization to make sure that they have a strong HR component in technology-related development, measurement, development, and, and growth for all positions. And I read something once that has always struck, stuck with me, which is if you're not developing your team's skills, if, you're not grow, if your team's not growing in, in your organization, one of two things is going to happen. They're going to leave for someone who will help them grow or think about it. You're not developing your staff. What's going to happen? Every, everyone's going to remain stagnant. And your, your organization's not going to develop. So having professional development and having the subject matter experts in that area, HR, help IT develop these skill definitions and working together, we're developing skill definitions, knowledge definitions uh, for each position, a means to measure the gap and then develop professional development plans that then can become part of performance management I think is a really good sign of a mature organization. And again, if you don't have professional development resources, there's a lot of consultants. If you don't have HR resources, there are a lot of consultants out there who can help you make sure that you're developing that and it becomes part of your onboarding project and um, I'm sorry, performance management and keeps you moving forward and into a more mature stage of IT related skill development and, and measurement. The last topic I'm going to cover, and this is uh, really a evergreen, constantly talked about, posted about topic, and that's part of my challenge with it, is cybersecurity. We've done a number of podcasts on it. We've, we've talked about it in the community. Uh, and what I'm concerned about is the amount of discussion doesn't match the investment. And think about in your organization the importance of cybersecurity and whether or not your organization is 
investing as much as it needs to in order to match the expectations aligned with the risk your organization has in the case of an incident, whether it's ransomware or something else. My observation is that it resources, money, people, skills, professional development don't get prioritized in order to ensure that the organization is building the skills required, the technology for, and the culture of cybersecurity. So unless you're allocating, prioritizing those resources, you're talking about it, but you have to really do something about it too. You have to make sure that you you go beyond, uh, you know, the firewalls and anti-spam. And a lot of organizations now are, are implementing, have implemented multi-factor authentication. As we've said on our podcast before, that is just table stakes. If you don't have MFA implemented because it's either too expensive, think about what I just said, right? Allocating resources or, or it's too much of a user experience drain because now we have to have our phones with us to authenticate through Dual or, or Microsoft or Google Authenticator, whatever it is, that's table stakes now. If you want to be secure, you at least have to have that. All the way up through if you're doing something like endpoint protection is a decision the organization has to make as to how much it's going to put its money or its mouth is on cybersecurity. The last point I'm going to make about cybersecurity is this is a distributed ownership topic. This is not an IT only topic. IT has a great deal of influence, accountability, and responsibility over the organization's cybersecurity posture. That's true. However, leadership has to ensure that it participates in that conversation and reinforces the organization's culture of cybersecurity. Team members, the entire staff has to make sure that the recommendations coming from IT, the systems used by IT, the education being provided, whether it's through human resources or through IT, is being completed. And that if you use a product like No Before for phishing campaign testing, that there are follow-up conversations or education that happens and consequences if somebody is a habitual uh, f- habitually clicking on things that are phishing tests because one of these times it won't be a test. And so just having the product in place for something like a, a phishing test won't be enough. There has, to, there has to be education and consequences along with it. And I do feel like a lot of organizations feel uncomfortable with having uh, discussions about cybersecurity and, and maybe want to not put their head in the sand, but maybe want to not reflect on just because we're not a big brand name association or our particular industry's role isn't controversial uh, and doesn't draw a lot of attention in the media or otherwise. That has nothing to do with how, how likely you may incur, how may, how likely it may be that you incur a cybersecurity incident. Yes, true. Some organizations are specific targets because of what they do or what they represent and others aren't because of what they do and what they represent, but they're still targets. And so you have to you have to align the risk that you're willing to take, which 
I understand there's a line somewhere that you can draw in your organization for how much you're willing to do to protect yourself in, in terms of cybersecurity with what the what the risk actually is for you. And that's up for you to decide. But you do have to make sure you have enough action culture and resource the, the right amount of resources in place in order to protect the organization to that line. So that's it. That's all I have for you this week. Uh, th- those are the three topics. Follow up on IT strategy. What are you doing about professional development? And put your money where your mouth is where it comes to cybersecurity. Uh, and and just wanted to get those three things out there for you to think about. As always, happy to chat about any of this stuff. Feel free to um, send me an email, tweet at me, grab me on Collaborate, whatever it is, uh, so that we can continue a conversation. But hopefully that'll give you a few things to think about as it relates to your IT-related planning strategy and beyond. All right, thanks for listening. I'll see you all soon. Thanks for joining us on Reboot IT. Have you subscribed yet? Please do. A five-star review would be nice too. You can also listen on our website at delcor.com. Drop us a line if you have any questions. See you next time.